Welcome to episode 3 of the Spitballing Podcast, as usual discussing the hottest topics in all of sport. With me today I've got Sean Shoup, Luke Neal, Tom Kennett, Bradley Martin and I'm your host Luke Byron. Let me just jump straight into it. At the weekend, uh, Tony Bellew shot the bookmakers and beat David Hay by knockout. So uh, TK, I'll go to you first. What do you think of the fight? It wasn't that much of a shot, was it? Everyone on Twitter, you know, everyone, everyone knew it. Was, the amount of betting slips were seen. The amount of people told me they knew all along. It wasn't a shock at all. I wish they'd told me beforehand. Um, it was quite a sad thing to watch, when it's We were there. Yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of watching a older, injured version of someone who you'd always quite admired when he was younger. Uh, yeah, you get dragged around the ring for it. I don't know, <laughs> it weren't particularly pleasant to watch, to be fair. Um, but it's probably a better scrap than I thought of. Uh, Brad, if we go to you, what did you think? Uh, probably the same as just about anyone else that I spoke to before the fight. Um, couldn't see it lasting more than six rounds. Expecting Hay to knock him out, even though he's been out of the ring for so long. Um, but yeah, as the fight progressed, then Belly, who's, who's been in the ring for 12 rounds on a multiple, multiple occasions, it seemed like it was always going to go his way <coughs> once it got past the six round really. Luke, what do you think? Um, even taking into account, obviously, what they haven't mentioned already, but the injury changed everything. Instead of him chasing him around the ring and obviously being on the offence, he couldn't. And then it was obviously the ball was in Bailey's court. He still had, still had it to do, and he still did it very well. And the best thing he did about it is the punches that he'd hit other people with in the past that he had hit people with. They'd gone down, or at least shocked and given the chance to get another one in. I don't know what the fuck Billy's face is made on. <laughs> he borrowed something from Valley, I think, on that one. <laughs> he's taken it to the chin. He's taken it very well. And that's, I think that's what, that's what won in the fight. Without that chin, he doesn't win it. Because he he did get clocked quite a few times. With other fighters, like Hastings and other fighters, they're going to they're gonna wobble and it's going to affect them. But it didn't seem to bother him whatsoever. I've seen people say that, but he, he caught him some good punches. But he didn't yeah. catch anyone where he's been able to get him. Because of the injuries, no one else has set himself, and all of them, he's caught them yeah. decent shots, but he can't get the power behind it. Exactly, he would. That's what happened. Obviously, he had, I think, he would have been Even towards the end, Belly was slowing down. Still a better chin than some strong. Yeah, yeah, still he did. did show a lot I wouldn't say changed everything as well. I think that's a bit of an exaggeration. It was 50 50. It wasn't as if you were going, oh, Belly's already dominated. Uh, yeah, but obviously, it's uh, the injury affected it, but I think you're kind of saying changed everything as if Hay was on top. No, no, it, like it didn't change the whole dynamic of the fight from belly on the back foot, as in obviously going around the ring and staying on the edge, hay in the middle, to then hay couldn't do that anymore because he could yeah. hardly walk. Yeah. Yeah. So he hay had to be the one that was getting chased and hunted down, which does change the way that hay likes to fight. But I think uh, belly would have received less criticism if he'd been knocked out in four rounds than he has to beating David Hay in this position now. <laughs> If David Hayes come into the fight with an injury, which was publicised before the fact that he may have had an Achilles injury, then I don't. I know he hasn't himself used it as an excuse, but I don't really think it can be used against Bellew as an excuse because he's he only he's only fighting the man in front of him. The Achilles was fine, and he was hit with a shot, and he came back, and he ended up twisting his ankle or whatever, then caused it. But the saying how uh, I've seen a lot of people saying that looking at it before the injury and after the injury, that Bellew had lost the majority of the rounds. But he made no secret of the fact that he was looking to get past the first four rounds and then he was looking to um, put the pressure on afterwards against David Hay, who hadn't fought a live opponent in three years. Um, I think a lot more credit should go to uh, Bellew's defence. I don't think he was clipped as often 
as uh, Luke's just made out there. He he slipped. He was slipping nicely. He was slipping uh, when he when he pinned in the corner. He was slipping nicely. That head movement in the moment. Yeah. And I think um, David Hay clearly knew something was happening because he came into the, he came into the fight wilder than I've ever seen him before, and it's almost as if he was waiting for something to happen and he was trying to get the job done before it could possibly happen. He was coming off his feet with some shots, which people laugh at Deontay Wilder for, for a start. And um, we don't expect that kind of thing from David Haye. So it's very shocking to see. It was quite uncomfortable watching it, because I, I do really like Bellew. But I also really like Haye. I would rather see Bellew put up a good fight and lose to somewhat near uh, David Haye that fulfilling his potential than that he looked like he was just uh, resigned to defeat after about four rounds. Yeah, I mean, you say that about uh, Barry, you would have got more credit for losing. That's fine, but he's got the win on there and he's then celebrated like it's the end of a Rocky film. End of the day, you did beat a fellow with one leg. Don't get me wrong, it's a great achievement, but you can't you can't be expecting people not to say it when you're going on like you've just done something absolutely incredible. He did that with no injury. Full credit to him. But Obviously, there's some credit, if not as much. He, you're beating he him was, with one leg. He, he was told by most that he wouldn't make it past three rounds, and so. No, no, no. I don't believe for that. He's I'm taking the you shots. Can't, you can't say then, oh, but he's never, he should never get any any criticism because he has beaten a guy with, with one leg. I think and to be honest, the point I was going to make with you before, where you said about, um, you know, a lot of people saying the point, oh, it's all turned on the injury. For me, that happened beforehand. I think he's gone in there with an injury, and like you said. I think he just thought, I'm swinging for this and I'm getting him out of there before something Yeah, that is the way Hayes won his fights before. The, the big KO, look at me, I can knock you no, but it's No, 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 I don't, I'm not making that point. Um, he's a lot more controlled in there. He throws shots properly. In that, he was just going to swing. Like we said in the first yeah. round, he was going to swing for the fences. And I think he thought, get him out of there early because my kid isn't going at any point. I saw a journalist say in the build up to him going to Germany on the Wednesday. You never go to that in a to a fight and fight week. People said about it being publicity about the injury and stuff. You ain't going out to Germany in the middle of fight week for a bit of publicity. You do it because you've got an issue. He's gone to see a surgeon. Maybe a surgeon is like a great crack or something and a joke on the quiet. <laughs> but I reckon it's probably going to be something to do with the multiple injuries he's had in his career. And I think we just watched his body break down in the fight and I think he knew that was coming. I think as as like a to offer more of you on it, I think as a casual fan it was enjoyable to see a different outcome than I thought was going to happen. It was enjoyable yeah. to see, obviously as a spectacle, it wasn't great. Like you were saying, Hay was just swinging at times. It looked like looked amateurish. Yeah, the first obviously, maybe, maybe part of that's from his obviously injury, but I think you could tell in his reaction and how that fight went after the first two rounds that he thought, "I'm in trouble here." Yeah. I'm, I'm well, not. He's he's doing value. I'm not knocking him out straight away. If he if he thought his injury was going to affect him that much, I don't think he would have come out with some of the claims that he came out of before the fight. He's just going to make himself look. No, but he's very he's very proud and he's very proud and he is very arrogant in that. I don't think if he knows it's going to go that way, if he didn't have the belief that he's going to win, I don't think he is the type of person you who's mean, going to bring it on himself. You mean like before the Klitschko fight when he had so injury and he didn't say anything then? Yeah, but he's yeah. exactly the same. He's all about the money. You know that. You've paid it. Yeah. You have to get this could be the last time he ever gets in the ring, you've got to get every pay per view. His game was the chat and the, the big, you're gonna be If he gets all that publicity and then he then he does not bet well, he can then get the next fight. Well, he made about four and a half million. Again in that Klitschko <laughs> one, I still I think, nice I think he was convinced he was gonna win that. So I think the what? But in the Klitschko fight, I think he was convinced he was gonna win that. I don't think it came into his head after a creep before that he was gonna lose. So I don't I think the, the talk was Regardless of the injury there, because I think he was still, I don't think I think he this time. I think he was kind of injured now. I think he still thought that, be it, call it arrogance, call it whatever you want. He probably thought he'd still just land a shot on Bowie and wipe him out. I think he, which is, especially looking back now, is obviously arrogant and a little deluded. But every fighter is going to probably think that. It went wilder, as in like the the punch he was throwing. I think he hit him clean. I think it was was towards the end of the first or in the second round. And Bowie didn't even move. I think he was like, ah, shit. <laughs> this is not going to go the way I'm planning at the minute. He's got to land him more. He's never set And that was it. He couldn't set, he didn't set himself. Belly did well the way he evaded him and kept him at bay long enough. <laughs> Injury come and that was it. Belly them was yeah, alright. Also, as much as, um, Hay was saying beforehand, um, just remember that you all wanted this fight before we had it in saying it's going to be a knockout. People were going to complain. 
Bellew and David Colwell made no secret beforehand that they said that he's a very injury prone and it, and it was going to be kind of a matter of what went in the fight, whether it was his shoulder that they said he strings the loop and hooks now, which he obviously were very right about when we see him swinging the shots. And he did also mention the Achilles when Bellew said, uh, asking about his trip to Germany in, in one of his IFL TV interviews. So yeah, yeah. he also did well in, he's made, he's made hay work and he's made him work around the ring he's not been a stationary target and he, and he has bided his time then until the injury has happened but, oh, yeah and then you'll then say they shouldn't have to be told oh they only won because of the injury then mm-hmm. you've just literally just said that they incorporated that into their plan yeah. don't get me wrong they deserve credit but I'm saying I don't think that Bellew should have all his credit taken away from him purely because he's beaten an injured man when he's still no, fought no, no. Uh, that He's far more dangerous as an injured fighter than half of the people that uh, he probably could have fought at heavyweight fairly if he was looking to move up. You did said that, you said earlier though about him. Do you do you say Hay didn't think would not think that injury would affect him? That I much? think he thought that it it was going to be there, but he would get in there before any before it went wrong. Yeah, but he's obviously he's not. He's obviously smart. He's clever. He'd know if he's ruptured his Achilles, he would know that he's not got a chance with that injury, surely. Well, when when he um, spoke to me in the interview that we played uh, last week, he said to me that he changed this in the Skyville that he said that he approached the training camp differently to face a Tony Bellew than he would to face an Anthony Joshua or um, a Klitschko. So maybe I think maybe he planned differently to be uh, explosive quickly and he didn't come off as sharp as it was. But I just don't think... Uh, Belly should have all the credit taken away from him when three fights ago people wouldn't have even said he's going to be a world champion let alone become the world champion defend his belt and then step up to cruiserweight and beat David Hay no so no skill wise he probably showed more than he's shown in most of his other fights in yeah. terms of his he looked quicker than he's looked his head movement was sharp I thought he did everything he had to do he did well and to be fair I don't think he's had much credit taken away from him I think he's probably given, been given his dues I think it's his most high profile win you seem to be getting it. Some people probably on social media are saying about um, you know being a one-legged man or whatever, but I think in the most time, his, his profile is at the highest it's ever been, and people are talking about him potentially fighting Wilder. So, it's, I mean... It's, <laughs> I'd love to see that. In terms, in terms of his career, he's getting maximum credit. Well, I don't get it with these injuries as well. Can't... Like, it's because it's happened with a few fights. Isn't there, like, something if they get an injury in training camp, can't they... Pull out and obviously, no, I know some do, but why? In the build up, um, Bellew made that big thing about uh, Hay having to fight and he doesn't have the money uh, to not be able to fight, so (laughs) we we don't know the circumstances. Maybe he did literally need to fight and he couldn't afford to lay it all. It's probably more likely that he thought his credibility goes out the window, yeah, and he probably thought either way he was facing a fighter he was going to tag very easily and knock out pretty early. And like we said at the time as well, with his. Because of the whole token with Klitschko and because of the pullouts of the Fury fight, he doesn't have enough credit in the bank to be able to do that. So he basically he's got to go, like you said about, um, Bayo get more credit for losing. Yeah. In a, like a big fight. Hayes actually got more credit from this fight when he's lost. Yeah. Than he'd ever has. If, if you blow him out in two rounds, people would just say, oh, it's a hype job. Hey, you're a fraud. Bayo, you're a fraud. Instead, they both come out with a lot of credit because they've actually been in a terror. And Hayes obviously, and um, banged up and lost, but he's come up with maximum credit somehow. And he didn't blame the injury either in the post-fight interview. Yeah, that was admirable. The point uh, I was kind of trying to make is that I think even if the Achilles didn't go, I think something else would have gone during the fight. Or I think he was, he was gassed before the injury. He was gassing before the injury. I think looking at the fight now, regardless of the injury, I think Bellew would have would have won. He looked like he was blowing in the fifth round. He did look like he was blowing a heavy oh. big time. I thought he might be struggling for stamina worse than he was though. Yeah. I, if you, I thought he, if you said to me beforehand the fight will go to 11 rounds, I didn't think that Hay would have that in it, let alone with an injury. So, so if, I think his, his cardio might have actually been a little bit better than I thought. So if the injury hadn't happened in, um, the middle of the fight, do we all think that Bellew would have won or do we think the outcome would have been different and Hay would have won? Um, if we go on the table. 50-50, if you ask. It was, Pretty much 50-50. What was to say Hay doesn't just step up an extra gear around 6 and 7 and 8 and Bellew's done? Or his stamina goes off and drops and Bellew did what he did anyway? It's, obviously, it's just speculation. We're not, we're not going to know unless what they've talked up 
look at us, we can get some more money with two fit fighters for round two. But that's not the value and what we want to do with us. On, on my part, I think he would have, uh, by the looks of things, I think he maybe could have stopped him on another injury if the shoulder had gone or something. But because look at the cards, uh, there was only three rounds between them come the stoppage. And if you think he'd fought from uh, the sixth round with the injury, then exactly. you don't know what's happening. Looking at those cards, if they're in favour of Bowie, you could only assume they'd probably take over and even if he didn't get him out of that, he'd win the points if that was the case. Uh, the there's was, not much I can contribute in terms of going around the circle, but obviously you said about injury being a turning point. Yeah. I said I thought it was a thing from the start. So I can't yeah. really I can't really say what I thought of Hay for the first three or four rounds because I've treated it as he did have some form of injury. Brad, what about you? What do you think? Uh, to be honest, as I, as I mentioned earlier, obviously Betty's been in 12 round fights multiple occasions so I thought it was always going to favour him the longer the fight went on yeah. Um, so yeah personally I thought Bellier would have won regardless of the injury as long as it went past 6-7 rounds um, and obviously the injury helped but I, I thought he would have he would have taken it either way yeah same I think Bellier I think Bellier wins just because Hay was knackered um, so I think as it, yeah, if it carried on, you know, like he was going to get knocked out anytime soon. So as long as it went past that six, seven mark, then. There's a couple of rounds in there, but he looked a little bit tired. He did look tired as well, he yeah, you're right. Like he he didn't was. look, obviously, as knackered I as his hair looked. People but. maybe didn't look into the weights uh, enough, really. If we talked about our yeah. predictions last week, that was obviously at the start of the week. If we'd done it on the weight, it would have been interesting. I think we'd have had a few more, it would have been a little bit closer than I might have think it. I didn't think hey could have been 16 stone. And value 15 stone free. That's nearly a stone more than he would be at cruiser. That's a lot of weight to be carrying around. The same with they. They always used to try and get him down to around 15. That's a whole stone they to be carrying around, especially for injured Achilles, they, as it happened in the fight. They said, didn't they? Shane said, don't be surprised. Oh, because I don't think he thought it was going to be under, but he said, don't be surprised if he does come in under the weight of Tony Belly. And so maybe it did affect the weight cut. Um, if he was injured before, that's, but I guess we won't know. That's it. It, it depends on those early runs. Then Hayes' timing and stuff is clearly out. I said before, I think he might have had some sort of injury and that maybe affected his sparring towards the end. So he may be having less sparring or be a bit more conservative with it. And that can obviously affect his timing. But if it was just due to his inactivity and just like that, maybe, you know, I don't, I think he's clearly not quite as quick as he was anyway. But if he has lost a bit of timing as well with age, then Maybe Bell, you did get him at the perfect time as well. Yeah. Moving on now to UFC 209 from uh, the previous Saturday. If we go straight in with uh, Hunt Overy in the first fight we covered last weekend. Uh, TK, what did you think of the fight? Well, we all nailed the predictions, didn't we? <laughs> um, it was actually probably a slightly better fight than I thought, actually. I thought it would probably be quite sloppy. Uh, both guys obviously passed the best, but it, both had moments in the fight where they actually looked alright. The knees to the body from Overeem to the Marlon is absolutely horrible. Um, Joe Rogan called it in commentary, and he's just, every time one landed, he seemed to scream. Um, then Mark Hunt landed a couple of decent shots on Overeem as well. There's a couple of times in the fight where I thought he might get back into it. Um, yeah, and then the stoppage was pretty vile, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And Overeem was a bit more tactical than I expected in the fight against, uh, Miocic, I said that he didn't like being hit, but he actually seemed uh, happy enough. Well, he engaged the yeah. clinch himself and was happy to stand there more to uh, limit the power of Hunt and close him down. I think uh, the oblique kicks were great in the fact they uh, stopped Hunt coming forward uh, with the slight quickness that he did have. And uh, with the kick that he threw, it opened up the cut on his shin pretty early. You could see that his movement was definitely hindered by that. Yeah, that was a horrible guy. Um, I actually didn't... The clinch was what threw me off, really. I was getting quite frustrated whilst watching the fight because I did want Hunt to win. But uh, I didn't see that kind of brutal finish coming from over him. I thought he was going to keep the distance, wrestle if he needed to, and uh, use his jab and boxing range, but certainly didn't do that. He actually took the shots from Hunt pretty well, which I was surprised at. Uh, and then the more uh, frustrated Hunt was getting as he went through, uh, the easier he was to tag as we said last week, I don't know how much um, it played into it that he had some issues going on with the UFC outside of that before the fight. Uh, I think I read today that it was the last fight in his UFC contract. Okay. So with the fact that he's also in a lawsuit with them, I'm not sure his contract is going to be renewed. That's not what I think before, no. no. Um, what I would say, though, is following on from 
the previous week's UFC, you had Travis Brown who lost, who uh, a little shell of, him for, shell of his former self. And I think that uh, Mark Hunt against Travis Brown in a kind of loser leads town match could be a good spectacle. You've got two heavy hitters going in there, and they could be one to make with the two of them. Obviously, they can try and save their career. It's a fun fight, but I don't know. They're going to do it, like you said, with him uh, having a lawsuit of years. Yeah. I don't really know if they're going to risk someone who's potentially not going to be there very long in the Travis Brown. No, definitely not. And uh, if we carry on to um, Khabib Nurmagomedov against Tony Ferguson, the fight that we all said we were looking forward to more than any of them, uh, Khabib obviously uh, was failing to make weight. They said he got down to about six pounds overweight and then he collapsed, fainted and was taken to a hospital. So I don't know uh, what we would put this down to. I would say probably uh, being unprofessional on Khabib's part, he's made the weight 22 times before, missed weight once. And you shouldn't be leaving your weight cut down that far. He's not a particularly big guy. And he walks around about 50 pounds overweight uh, in between camps. So maybe it's just he needs to be more disciplined between camps. Or he, he or could, like Eddie. Yeah, I'm not sure he wants to be going up there at all. <laughs> no, he's agreed when I first saw the news that he was, uh, he was out of it. He was pretty gutted. He was obviously the pick of the fight. So yeah. It was a good weekend of fights, but that was still the pick of the bunch. And must be ridiculously frustrating for Ferguson after uh, obviously a bit of trouble with the fight initially yeah. beforehand as well, and then uh, getting it the second time around of him failing to make weight. And from this point of view, you're supposed to be the winner, supposed to go on a fight McGregor. I think yeah. he's probably going to be struggling to get enough people shouting for it for him to fight McGregor. He probably should, but I don't know whether enough people will be calling for it for that to happen. Well, they actually had they had several people step up to fight. They had Eddie Alvarez off to fight despite being almost a stone overweight, so I'm not too sure what he was thinking there. But they had uh, Michael Johnson, who had just been the victim of Khabib, who'd offered to fight. But the UFC actually offered uh, a Ferguson less money to fight, and it wouldn't be for the belt. So I don't really know what they thought the There's sentiment no taking that was. Um, but I was having a look at the rankings earlier as to who they could fight next, because... I would assume Khabib is going to need some time off, or Dana said he needs some time off. But you'd assume he's not going to go straight back in with the rematch because Ferguson needs to fight soon. He, he's had that long out that he's going to want to fight after having that long training camp. So I thought, looking at the rankings, the one that makes the most sense is probably uh, Ferguson versus Nate Diaz for the interim title. You've got Diaz saying he's refusing to fight until he gets paid £20 million, but... Tell him <laughs> if he if he prepares properly and he can beat uh, Ferguson, then he's got that fight with McGregor there afterwards, and so that should be his incentive. Looking at uh, the rankings above him, you've got uh, Khabib who can't fight. You've got Dos Anjos who's just been knocked out, uh, just been uh, lost on decision to Ferguson. Uh, you've got Alvarez who it doesn't make any sense for him to fight uh, Connor again, even if he were to beat Ferguson. No. And then you've got. Um, Nate, so I would say that's probably the one that makes most sense going in. Would you agree? The problem is, I don't, I don't know. With from Nate's point of view, he probably thinks the McGregor fight's always going to be there, regardless yeah. of the only way it's not going to be there is if he gets a loss. If he loses to Ferguson, no one's really going to be interested anymore. I, I agree. It's a, it's a fight I like to see. I don't think, I don't yeah, think I've seen Nate fight for a long time. I think it's a bad matchup for him as well. I do think uh, Ferguson would be um, <clears throat> too much of a good striker to. Uh, I think people seem to forget because he took uh, he took a growth quite far. He hasn't lost plenty of times before. Yeah. So it's not like he's going to be looking at fights and he can't lose. He's got to be realistic and realise he's good. Well, yeah, he's, and that's paid down the window. He's sixth in the rankings and you probably would say he would lose to Eddie Alvarez. Uh, the Dos Anjos one would be a good fight. And if uh, Khabib, you think he would lose to Am Ferguson. He probably doesn't want to be in there with. At best, they're, they're close fights, aren't they? Yeah. He's probably be, he would be the underdog in all of them probably. So if um, we go on to the main event, Brad, if we bring you in now as well, um, we had uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson challenging for the title against Tyron Woodley. Um, if we just, first of all, just see how we each scored it, I actually agreed with the decision, and I did have Tyron Woodley winning the fight three rounds to two. I thought round two could have gone either way, but I thought they uh, stole it in the final round. I had it 2-2 going into the final round. Uh, Tika, how did you have it? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, on very occasion, I'll agree with the judges on you. Uh, be, 3-2 with Lee, I thought he just edged it. I thought you felt through the fight, I thought that he just thought he was in control a little bit more. I know maybe I don't know what the stats say regarding that, but I thought he he'd edged what was a close fight, as we kind of called last week. We said it's probably gonna be close and I thought he'd edge it and he did, he just did a bit more I think. Yeah. Brad, what did you think? I thought it went three two Thompson, if I'm honest. Um 
I thought he probably edged the first two rounds. Woodley getting back into it in the third and fourth. Uh, no, sorry, in the third. Thompson probably just nicking the fourth. They were all close rounds. Yeah. Actually. Um, the last one probably scored it a 10 8 to Woodley just on where he put Thompson down. But Yeah, that's what they had with uh, one judge's card, which was um, if they didn't give a 10 8 in the final round, then they would have had it a draw again, which I thought uh, it was a 10 8 was harsh, but going on. The amount of action that happened in the other fights, I guess, are probably why they gave it the 10-8, because in comparison to the other rounds, it was quite dominant. I'm not quite sure with 10-8s in the No, they seem, they, they seem inconsistent. They brought it more in now, and they seem to be looking to try and give it more. I think they're giving it to more and not done the damage than they looked for the 10-8. Uh, looking at the stats, it, it makes it look a lot more one-sided than it was, probably because of the strikes on the floor and the, during, and the, for the takedown in round three. But um, when you see the stats, Wonderboy landed 18 significant strikes compared to Woodley's 70 in the fight. The only stat that um, Wonderboy was ahead on was uh, the optical pressure to moving forward. But it only makes sense you moving forward if uh, you're causing damage and doing the pressure. And I thought if he let his uh, kicks go, he could have gone um, uh, mixing it up to the body. If he carried on his jabs of the body and it's very hard to counter that and I thought he could have carried on doing that and he could have maintained his distance on the outside because then he was ready with the kicks if uh, Woodley came in because he was, he was doing well striking going backwards Plus it's, it's, <clears throat> it's hard to gauge with in terms of like pressure and aggression that's a hard start to gauge so I don't really consider it a start of search only because yeah. if you were to look at the last round Woodley essentially you got a 10 8 on the basis of he was the aggressive throughout, yeah. and he was the one pushing the fight. So, even if you were to give Thompson the, the edge of the, like, saying, like you said, pressure and aggression, yeah. That's, a, yeah, that's not the best start to be leaving. Yeah. What I thought was strange was um, after the fight, Dana is usually quite open with how he scored it, but he, scored, he, he came out and said that he did score it 3 2 to uh, Wonderboy, which is fine because it was a close fight. But again, in the press conference, he's just gone in on Woodley. And it just seemed, it seems strange to do when you've got a champion who's just defeated two straight killers in Wonderboy and Lawler. And then you're putting him down saying he's a diva. You're putting him down saying he wasn't conclusive enough. So I don't really... I said last week, didn't I? I thought the winner should go on to be one of the superstars of the sport. And I don't know... Well, they I said... Don't know if Dana just doesn't see it. Or what, what I thought Woodley just has the style, the sort of look and the... The punching power, the rest of it, he should be able to be a star in the sport for some reason. Well, I thought I thought the best quote afterwards was from Woodley, where he said he prefers being world champion to putting on exciting fights. <laughs> which it would have made no sense if he was to go in there and suddenly put on a load of pressure, because with a dynamic striker like a Wonder Boy, you're going to get caught or something. Yeah, yeah. There's there's other fights he can go in and be a bit more entertaining in as well. But the guy isn't quite as tall or as crazy sort of style as Wonder Boy's got. On to one of the hottest debated topics in NBA for all of this season, Kevin Durant's decision to sign with the Golden State Warriors. If I just ask you all now, do you agree with his decision? Sean, if I go to you first. No, I don't agree with his move. I think it's the weakest move that any superstar talent's ever done in any sport. You can't compare it to oh. anything, really. Ronaldo to Madrid? Join the biggest club in the world? Well, that's not the same, though, is it? And let him get his point out. Yeah, let me finish. Not the same. That's completely different. It's 11 aside. One, he's been bought for like 90 million. And it's an 11 aside game. But anyway. So he's the second best player in the world. He's just played on a team that has... the only, He's the only person in the whole of the NBA who has a top five talent also on his team. In Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> he's got Ibaka. He was a good third option as well. They were just 3-1 up against Golden State, the team that he's just went to. And then... Durant is one of the reasons why they bottled that game, nice bottled that series. So then he should have, I'm pretty sure he said in an interview as well, we'll be back next year. Then he goes and moves to Golden State, a team that's already won the championship, already, obviously they went to the finals and lost to Cleveland. It's just the worst, I can't get over how terrible it is. He just jumps on their bandwagon, doesn't want to be, all right, sometimes he's been the main guy this season, but he wants to ride the coattails of Steph, Draymond, Clay to a title, which he knows. As soon as, even if they win, I hope they don't win the title. But if they do, he'll know. As soon as he puts that ring on his finger, he'll know it doesn't mean as much as if he'd won it on OKC or if he'd gone somewhere else. 
Um, so, so no, don't agree with it. If we save the second question for after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Luke, you don't agree with Sean? Um, no, you, you've said about the, uh, if you've got to bring him up, we need much. John O'Shea's means exactly the same as everyone else's, not mine. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does! No, it does. So, well, he's no, got the medal. Doesn't. He's got the medal, whether he played or not. So, so, so hang on, so hang on. So, last Mercer's claim of the week. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure. If Gerald had won one with Liverpool, then. If Gerald had won one with Liverpool, John O'Shea's would have mattered more because he had more, is that the case? Well, you have more, yeah. That's what they want, That's what they want. Your winner's medals are garnered, don't mean as much as France, do <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> hey, gold winning games, fact. goalkeepers win your titles. <laughs> you sat on the bench, Tom K. You've got to win it. Anyway, the team is winning 18 now. Basketball. So back to NBA. Um, no, why not? Fuck it, why not? Why not go there? Why not Why not go there? The he biggest wants to win bitch move he in the NBA. Call it a bitch move. He wants to win. At least they'll win the, uh, the, the normal league table and the normal conference. They probably won't win the finals against LeBron this season, but... Hope they do, just because. Why not? What? It'd be funny, wouldn't it? What do you mean they hope? Because it will be disappointing. It will be funny, won't it? Plus, I like I like stuff. What before even everyone goes? Oh, the last two seasons, even the year before that. Bandwagon. Bandwagon. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that was before they were any, actually any decent as a team, any good. But what it would just be funny because they've all said, "Oh, why is he going there?" Blah blah. The right, all this crap, and everyone just wants to come to do it. It'll just be funny to him to prove a point. Even after saying he's going to stay at OKC, and then prove him over they've already been worse off with him on the team. What point so, does it prove? Yeah, I know they have, but they've still got the best record in the but NBA. Again, they were good before. They've they still got the best record in the NBA. They were in the playoffs when they Three sat in up. a better exactly. league. So they're in a better league. Right. Harder conference. Right. If we go yeah. on to TK, uh, you also say about he went to um, Golden State for a chance to win this. OKC had a very, very good chance to win. It's not like he was at a team that was never going to. If you were at a team. That have no chance of realistically winning stuff. Like Nick. Do it. Yeah, like next. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, like OKC now aren't going to win anything. But with him there, they had a very, very good chance. They were very close in that playoff series. I would have probably fancied them this season. Well, obviously, didn't believe in himself, did he, to do it? I don't, so, I don't think um, the heart. In, a, in a system where in the NBA players can be traded against their will, I don't think. It's, it's a case of he had to be loyal to OKC. Is literally the choice of going to Golden State after losing mm. to them in this in the um, conference finals last season, and then go and join them. When, as we said, they were three one up. He then shot 10 for, 10 for thirty one in Game Six at home. I take that ratio, Peter. And then he, him being <laughs> the main component as to why um, they lost that game including uh, the fans there, or even on his back during that, and I think that's the first time they've ever really turned against him when at home 3-1 up, and he's bottled it. That's Maybe the kind that's of thing point. that you sign a huge player like that for, and he should have either stayed there and delivered it there, or moved somewhere else and tried to compete with Golden State and not just join them. Where would, he have, where, would he have moved? where would he have moved? We'll save this one for later. All right, that's fine. I sure. They were already the best team without him. They already shouldn't have lost last season. Uh, Golden State that is being 3-1 up so I don't really see if if he wins it this season I don't really see that it's him contributing that has driven them to the title it's more them just fulfilling what they should have done last season yeah and um, like I think well I think they're lucky to have a they're lucky to have a title anyway like Golden State are lucky to have a championship anyway they've only got it because when they beat the Cavs LeBron didn't have Kyrie didn't have didn't have Kevin Lowe. Um, and then, yeah, and then obviously he's just, he's just joined the team. So, and I reckon a big part of it, which he's almost not denied before, is that he does, um, shrink in the presence of LeBron. He's done well in his last, in his last two games against LeBron. I think he has put up good numbers. But then again, he's on a Golden State yeah, team where you've got a Mark Curry and Thompson Christmas and Jamie. They put the ball in his hands to win it. And then, yeah, exactly. Look what happened. He bottled it. So, <laughs> got no he, and he's also, that's Curry probably a reason why he's, um, obviously in the Western Conference still. He gets to avoid the Bron until the very last moment. Exactly. Where he can then get other teams. So again, it's just a, it's a bottling move. He's, he's just scared. He's got more chance to beat him. Go, hit him. OKC with him on, they've got less chance of beating LeBron than Golden State with him on. Yeah, which is why he's joined there. That's why he's joined. He's not up for the fight. He wants to win. What If he wants to win, people it, trade left, right and centre. It's the equivalent, the it's the equivalent of uh, 
uh, Real Madrid missing out on the title by a point and, so, and then Ronaldo joining Messi at yeah. Barca who already have an elite team who have just yeah. won the league and then joining I wouldn't them. call Gerard I wouldn't call and even then, Ronaldo it's not, Messi it's not as well, he's not he's like, he's like, he's not the second not best all round so player. You say he's got no, you say he's got no clutch team. He's a bottle. You can't compare him to those two players. In the comparison of the two sports, it's hard to compare football as well. Football's yeah. eleven a man tight, whereas there's a lot more. But he is, he's, 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 yeah, you're it's comparatively the second best player. You, you say he doesn't have clutch, clutch team, whatever. But with him on your team, you're as good as in the playoffs. Yeah, and you're not far off being in the finals just with him alone. And then he takes the pressure off him in those clutch moments. He can give it to Steph. He can give it to someone else. He can give it to Clay. Exactly. Exactly. You wouldn't have seen. You wouldn't have seen, like, back in eighties and etc. You wouldn't have seen Larry Bird joining Magic Johnson, or you wouldn't have seen LeBron well, yeah, joining Spurs. You can't, yeah, you wouldn't have seen LeBron joining Kobe back when they were both you, younger and both. You what do you mean you can't compare? From it's the same sport. Yeah. How same much, sport, how, same yeah. legends in the game. No, so it is the same thing. Is it? Look at how much money is in the NBA. Well, it's not LeBron losing the series on Spurs. And Durant can earn more. Durant, the way the NBA contracts work, Durant can earn more money staying with OKC. Yeah. So yeah. It's not about money, is yeah. it? It's, it's, it's big as much. Yeah. But it's the prestige as well as winning. If it's about, if it's about win winning, well. then well, he could have done, he could have done Dwayne Wade and he could have taken less money and they could have signed another big player to come and join the team with him. Yep. It was a fun in that though, come on. You can create a team. It's what Le- LeBron's going to play with a goat. When Cavs played with a goat, they didn't have that. I know, uh, I know uh, Sean's been thinking about this before. If, uh, just hypothetically, if he didn't uh, join uh, Golden State, who would you have liked him to go to or would you like him to stay with OKC? Okay, so. Yeah, so I'll say, I'll give him the benefit of doubt if he wants to leave OKC, then. Fair enough. But if he leaves, I reckon he should have gone to Boston. I reckon he should have gone to South. Even selling it to you, he nearly went. But if you look at where they are now, they got Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas running the point. He's putting up insane numbers. Potentially, well, he's an MVP candidate. He's not probably not going to win, but considering he's 5'9", the numbers he's putting up in basketball is insane. You've got Al Horford, who would be a great third option. He said when he signed, he'd love to have, the, he'd love to have Durant there. Then you add Durant on that team. And then if you go, I don't think they'd potentially win the title this year, but then if you go into next season, they've also got the Nets first pick. So they can take up, probably going to take either Marker Fultz or Lonzo Ball, which is a point guard. So they'd have two guards there to be playing. So they have another one pick. If he performs as, I don't know, like Towns has done this year, if he's got that same ability, or Porzingis, then you've got a great team. You could definitely, that team, could challenge LeBron's Cavs yeah, potentially a, get to the final and then win and then Durant's been part of building something and been a re- big reason for giving Boston their first title and he's beat LeBron on route like 2010 yeah, and uh, like building something um, another place um, that was originally supposed to be in the mix was him going back home and uh, going back to Washington where he could have played with the Wizards and played with John Wall another all-star he could have built there or uh, where I would have liked him to go, I would have liked him to go to the Spurs, where they've got an aging team. He had, he'll have the chance to play with Popovich. He's got Aldridge behind him. Um, he's got a carry there, so you've got your man that can do both. Um, I'd still <laughs> say that was like the next team below Golden State that he could join. Yeah, because that's you're joining like the third, fourth, fifth best team in the league. Then if you're joining Spurs, you are because of the coach, still the not, he's, done it. he's still not joining. The team yeah, he's still not joining. It. He's still not joining. Um, Golden State, but if he goes to that team, that's still that's like if you look at joining Celtics or joining uh, any other team below that, like Wizards or anything, they're in the category below Spurs, who are then obviously below Golden State. We've overlooked you saying you want Golden State to win, being a Clippers fan as well. Yeah, <laughs> I know <laughs> it sounds a bit contradictory. What else? But, but yeah, but we're going to get because we're going to get past the first round, then we're going to get three one up, then we're going to lose. And then Chris Paul's yeah, never going to get to the final we'll game. Get to the before, we, before we gloss over it, TK, is there anywhere you would think you would like uh, Durant to have gone? No, those are all Chris. That's the fair. Um, exciting. Yeah, good chat. I hadn't really thought of it as a realistic possibility. That would have been... Yeah. I think they, they could be a threat going forward anyway, but with Durant on team, that would have been a, 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 they actually, a real problem um, with Durant. Uh, brought Brady Durant, in. They brought Brady in to come and uh, sit in on the pitch as well for Durant as well. They got Brady in, and they said that, they, that nearly swung it. <laughs> I don't know, maybe just like some outside shout, maybe something like Houston. If you've got combined in with Harden, you've got a pair in there. Harden but then, are you just doing, 
are you just getting the same as it would have been with Westbrook, but maybe Harden is probably more of a team player anyway, and maybe less of a dominant yeah. personality. People often said Durant was almost intimidated by Westbrook. Yeah. Maybe Harden he could have eased it a little bit more. If you get them playing together, there would have been a, a problem in the West. Yeah, you're right. I think that's quite interesting because Harden's, he said like he loves that he's the main guy now. He doesn't have, um, what's his name? Dwight Howard, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he didn't have Dwight Howard. You'll think he was quite a, wanted to be the big man. Um, so because of Durant's, his personality. Durant's personality, he might have felt well, because Harden might have thought he's not going to be like dominating. So yeah, he would have feared the beard. <laughs> Exactly, what's he, what's he know about the Premier League? I'm never right. sure about because hiring the assistant. I'm never sure about it. But, that's Mike Feeling. Mike Feeling's Mike Feelin doing a job. You wouldn't get your best mate in to shag your wife, would you? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hiring your assistant, isn't it? No! So hiring your assistant, no, your wife has chose you and not your mate. That's so your wor- mate's not good enough to be with her. That's worse, than, you, that's worse than TK's last week. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Ahead of this weekend's FA Cup ties, there was one real standout clash. Manchester United having to go away to Chelsea. So if we just go around the table and see uh, what your predictions are. Sean, if we go to you first. Uh, yeah, I reckon it's going to be a draw. I reckon it's going to be a draw. Is it Stamford Bridge? Yeah, you'd ask me exact score, but so you think maybe. Alright, well, I don't oh. think someone's going to win. I think it's going to be a draw, don't I? Alright, okay, if we go for the Seven second, if we go for the jump, it's going to be a second leg. Yeah, he wins the title. There's a replay. He gets that replay. Um, back at United. I reckon that means it'll be back at United, so I reckon United will win. I reckon um, Mourinho will like to do go one up on, obviously, his old old employers. Um, yeah, I reckon, obviously, there's... Um, I reckon that United will play a more direct style, try and get a goal, and then obviously sit back. I think Mourinho will know how to neutralise uh, Moses and Alonso down the wings. Um, so, yeah, I reckon... I reckon it's a draw, and then United take the second replay. Luke, if we go to your uh, previous predictions about United, I'm assuming you're back in Chelsea for this one. One nil Southampton again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to turn out and walk it. No, um, depends really. Um, if the bounds land, if that comes in, and it does get, I know sometimes they can delay it, and it doesn't get kicked off till uh, the week after. Um, depends on whether it's like appeal or what happens with that. Um, if he's not playing, I had to Chelsea. Um, it's at Chelsea. It's got the Pepper's home record. Um, I think it's out there, probably league, even obviously a cup fixture. But that was Latham. I think I was also on her earlier. Obviously, stats don't mean everything. But I think he's contributed, I think it's 49% of their goals this season. Yeah. Uh, even if stats don't mean anything, that does mean a lot. And they do play directly through him. It's hold up play the way they play, bring other people into it. If you haven't got that, who, who's your play? Does he put Marshall up, Marshall up top? Does he put Rooney up? But I don't know what. He needs to make a decision he does. And against that three at the back, I don't know what. I don't know how they cope with the fullbacks as well. But again, Chelsea, you want to get over him. And Man United, obviously, Mourinho wants to do it and show he moved on and he's a, a so-called bigger club and he can do it. But I fancy Chelsea really, either one nil, two one. Um, but if Slatan's playing, it changes the game, but I still think Chelsea has been a lot stronger. Uh, uh, if in comparison, if we go to a Man United fan, Brad, what are you thinking? Well, as a United fan, I still don't think we'll be good enough to beat Chelsea. They absolutely battered us earlier on in the season at Stamford Bridge, and to be honest, I didn't probably see much of the same again. I think Slatan's fan will probably come in. What he did was atrocious, to be completely honest. <laughs> Whether it means there's something in his head or not. Luke doesn't yeah. agree with a stamp on the head, but we can go past that. Whether he has oh, what? That's, that's, <laughs> that's, he that's definitely what, jumped. Clearly jumped we'll, go, we'll, we'll go into this after. After prediction. Yeah. yeah, whether he has or not, it's, it's not an excuse for what he what he did after. Um, apparently, there was a couple of things before where he tried stamping on Ninja's foot. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't really seen all of it, but I saw the elbow and to be honest, I thought it was pretty much atrocious. So you think um, Chelsea? I do think Chelsea probably 3-1. They've got a little bit too much quality going forward for United's defence. Rowe and Jones, 
the question of what the black. Um, yeah, I think it, Conte probably plays Willian, Hazard and Costa like he has for the majority of the FA Cup. United have got a long trip away to Russia on Thursday. Not much rest till they get back. And uh, yeah, without Zlatan as well, it's a big factor and I probably think Chelsea free them. TK, what are you thinking? I don't care. Two, two, <laughs> two shit-ass clubs. It's going to be a terrible game. Obviously, she won't be in right. Being a replay. Awful game. And some scrappy, horrible goal. Whether it's in Costa or some Mourinho tactic where he gets a goal and sits behind. Sits 11 men behind the ball. Probably an offside goal as well. I don't really care. Though. I'm confidently going with United on this one. <laughs> Idiot. I, I think they'll take it. <laughs> Might regret that game if it comes in. They're going to want revenge for the four nil earlier in the season. Um, I think deep down, Jose knows that it's unlikely he's going to get top four. So I think he's going to really push for the FA Cup to deflect the attention away from his failings uh, in the race for Champions League places. Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure how much Conte is going to prioritise the game. I think as much as you'll like to get um, it over, get one over on United and do it for the fans. I think. Uh, Getting the league sewn up is more important to him, so I think he did that at Christmas, mate. I so think they're pretty comfortable. Right. No. pretty comfortable in the league. Yeah. I, to I be think, honest, I think the league's pretty much sewn up anyway. I think yeah. Chelsea have won that already. I think, I think I think Conte can win a double than he's than his happy days really in, in his first season in England. Well, I think I think Ibra's ban, as he said, will come through. And I think either Rashford or Martial or whoever he does stick up top, I think they're gonna uh, prove why they need to be in the contention for the places going further forward. Um, looking at how old Ibra is, they, as we said previously, they do need to plan for uh, when he's gone. I think one of them now can stake a real claim as to uh, be the first choice backup uh, in the time when he's banned. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with uh, United to win away and pull off the shot. What's the score? Uh, 3-1. 3 against Chelsea defence? 3, I think... Uh, I don't think when, it'll be the Chelsea uh, defence you see in the league, though. I think I'll probably play Terry. Think, Why not? It's on the weekend. When's the next game? It's, yeah, like it's, next, week. it's next Monday. Well, even Monday, and it's still a weekend. They still have and six think, days to recover. When, when Mourinho really wants to win a game, it, Does he, he not want to win every pulls game? the tactics off. Obviously, you want to win every game, but there's certain games you want to win more than others. It's not bad in the cup side. Tactics work against Terry on the weekend, So I think... Oh, that's the perfect way to lead in. If we go into the <laughs> cup side, we've been debating uh, Ibrahim, which is banned there. I saw you don't think it was a stamp on Ibra's head. Explain yourself. How oh, is that not he, a stamp? He, he's, yeah, he's hit, obviously, I'm not going to lie, he's hit he, he's he's in his head into those studs. Is but that what no, it is? he's jumped him. There's, you can't, you can't, can you definitely say he is fully intended 100% to stamp it? He has yes, not. He's jumped over two men. If that was on Harry Kane, would he's you say that's a stamp? Ball. No, I wouldn't. Oh, my word. 100% word. he wouldn't. If that, was on, Harry, if that no. was on Harry Kane, he'd still be talking better. No. No, it isn't. What he did... Well, that's a flat out lie. That's that is, that is no, a lie. No, it's not. I've seen you cry when he doesn't get a booking against him. <laughs> so I can, uh, to be fair, someone did put a shirt the other week. You'd be having a lot of copyright. No. You can see if you watch it, Ebra, it looks like Ebra stamps on his like stomach or chest. He's on. Then Mings gets up, takes a little look, Jumps over and he's then stands on his head. He's got his eyes on the floor. You can see in your peripheral vision. You can see if someone's on the floor. You know where their head is. So it's not a natural. It's not a natural <laughs> movement to put your foot onto his head. Well, no, it's trying to put it on the floor. He's watching well, the wall. He, 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 he had plenty of floor to get it on. <laughs> well, if Zlatan moves his head five inches to the right, who really cares? Don't get me wrong. I'm not Zlatan's biggest fan. Yeah, regardless whether it is, it stops on the head and he gets it. What? If not more disgusting, is what his reaction is afterwards from a probe like that. So an elbow in the head is worse than that's not. See, that's not see I, I I disagree. I disagree with when Brad said like what Zlatan did was horrific. I don't even have a problem with the elbow. Someone stamps you on the head. Someone stamps on the head. That's not elbow. Not that's how you. Not, what, what, not. You, oh, what, it's oh, not the um, eighties anymore. Get up and shake his hand. What are you gonna do? I'd love it to be, but it's not. You can't do that. It's the um, also you laughed last week about Deli Ali punching Claudio Yako at the end of the season. Didn't laugh. You laughed. He's recorded last week. He didn't laugh. You laughed about um, Dyer on as well. And Dyer, yeah, that was flabbergasted. Who cares what fucking Oh, there we go. It doesn't matter. So you're I, didn't, I never that, said he didn't mean, deserve to get sent off. Though. So he should have got, 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 got three red cards that game, Dyer. Didn't. Fuck it, who cares? But that challenge, he should have got red, probably should have got red, like, action after that and got banned, but he didn't. 
But that, for someone to do it that blatantly, and the elbow isn't, you know when people go up and they're jumping, you can see the elbow moving. It's a clear afterthought is in the air. He has swung the elbow to connect I with think the, the elbow. elbow is and it is clear. The, yeah. the elbow so is blatant. less blatant than the no, staff. The elbow is less blatant than the staff. You can jump up for a header and elbow someone in the face. Yeah, but he Far easier than you can stamp on someone. You can it. jump where you want, but you watch that. He jumps and then he fires his elbow out. as He's already, he's already got the height. What's his that? He doesn't ease out. He's not like an elbow. Well, he's good, no, he's, he's, he's purposely done it because yeah. he just had his head stomped on. Does it, what? So that means so if someone gets purposely fouled, they should go and snap someone's ankles, and then it's perfectly well, fine. There's, there's a difference between a foul and stomping on someone's well, head. At least, for the, at, least for the, at least for the foul, they're going for the ball. He's not gone for the ball. What? He's gone for elbow <laughs> in the face. <laughs> what? So how is he going for the he's ball? Gone he's gone for the ball. He's gone for what? Because the ball's not there. We're going to deafen the listeners here. The ball's not there. She's watching the ball. He's not going for the ball when he stands on his head, though, is he? Got the fucking eyeballs. I think I'll find the replay after. Is, is it him possibly that clears the ball? Well, yeah, so he's the only one standing up. Because <laughs> he got the ball. He's not going to clear the ball, is he? He's on the floor. Yeah, be in a pot and get like an elbow. He slapped his neck. Slapped his neck. Back to what TK was saying about the elbow. You want, from a professional like Ibra, he scored 26 goals this season. You want to see a reaction of scoring a goal, winning us the game. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah not that's the kind of reaction you want. No, you, yeah, he's absolutely. putting his team at risk to announce to member what he did. Yeah, luckily, well, even like, I was saying, I could probably understand that. Henri wasn't a particularly end, dirty player. Henri said that he would 100% got his own back if someone has done that. In the end, and that means he's actually out of the team because he ended up getting Sermon sent off because Sermon pushed him, didn't he? After yeah, but that reaction did that help him as well? Well, it didn't work, but it didn't. But that reaction is just as much of a joke. It doesn't anyway. cost them a set. I think we'd probably agree they should both have been sent off for their for their parts in both of it, but I don't know. How, I genuinely don't know how you're saying that's not a stamp. I don't I'll, think I'll, it's a stamp. It's don't, don't think it's a stamp. I don't think it's a stamp. You're just lying to the fans. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the fans. That's all really, I saw. The disrespect. You're from. Uh, so that can be Merson's claim of the week. <laughs> so <laughs> so just to recap, we're fairly convinced in a Chelsea win bar me and you think a replay with did you say United coming out on top? I think United will just come out. So we two United says, and TK said the United. same. You well, he said it could go either way. I said both. Absolutely Put your neck on the line. Pick one. Um. If you get it, whoever his prediction's wrong, they've got to do the podcast naked next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did, the last thing I want to see is Sean naked. Right, 7-0 Chelsea then. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> I think we know where TK lies with that. Oh, well, I think that's a fairly good uh, point to end on, as any. <laughs> so um, thanks again for listening. Tune in next week. If you can, possibly leave us a review on iTunes. It all helps. I'll get us charged on iTunes in. Hopefully we'll be able to get some good guests on the show for you. We'll bring, those ratings. We'll bring a camera next week then. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thanks very much. Goodbye.